every one of us, you do not know. You don't know. You just don't know. The things that I've been through or the things that you've been through, there are unwanted situations that attack your faith. But hang on in there. Hang on in there. Because those unwanted situations are there to distract you, are there to cause doubt, which is the doubt that Christ is there, Jesus is there, but he said I would be there with you always, even until the end of the world. So we have to stand on that. Although we are going through certain situations, you just don't know. Amen. And I thank God for that song. You don't know. Only if I give you or tell you my testimony or give you information on what happened in my past, you just don't know. And I magnify God for that. And I thank him for being who he is. And he's God all by himself. And I pray right now in Jesus' name that this message go forth with power, with revelation knowledge, and with an understanding that God, who he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And we thank him for his word because his word is true. His word is life. And no man can come to the Father except by him. And we thank you for your word because your word burns in our heart. Your word corrects, rectify, and it also gets into our circumstances and situations to make it right. And we thank you for your power that you have given to us to tread upon serpents and scorpions and even the, all the power of the enemy. So we have what we say in God's word, because God is who he said he is. And we thank you for that word, for those words, and we thank you for just being a God. We magnify you. We give your name the praise, and that's forever. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now I want to read to you 1 Timothy, the 6th chapter, starting at the 13th verse, and also Exodus the third chapter, starting at the 14th verse. In 1 Timothy, it reads, 1 Timothy, the sixth chapter, starting at the 13th verse, down through the 15th verse. And I want to read it in the King James Version first to give you an understanding. what we're about to talk about and this is what God has said many a times in our situations many a times God has spoken to us and we must believe what the word of God says 1st Timothy 6th chapter Starting at the 13th verse in the King James Version. 
I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickeneth all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and the only potent potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who only have immortality dwelling in the light which no man can approach, the 16th verse, unto whom no man have seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. And I want to read to you uh, Exodus, third chapter, 14 verse. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus said the, the, thus thou, thus shall thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. And my text for tonight is, He is, I am. Get that in your spirit. He is, I am. In other words, He is who He say He is, and He is, I am, which is on the inside of me, because the Bible says, greater is He that is on the inside of me, or that is in me than he that is in the world. So he is, I am. First Timothy 6 chapter 13 through the 15 verse in the Amplified. I solely charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and in the presence of Christ Jesus who made the good confession in his testimony before Pontius Pilate to keep all his precepts without stain or reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will bring about in his own time. He who is the blessed, the anointed one, and the anointed and only sovereign, the absolute ruler, the king of those who reign as kings and Lord of those who rule as lords. He, all, he alone possesses immortality, absolute exemption from death, and lives in unapproachable light, whom no man has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal power and dominion. Amen. Now, the reason why I said he is I am, because this is what God said he is. He is I am. And we must recognize that he is I am. We have a lot of people that are serving other gods. And in the midst of serving these other gods, they're thinking that these other gods are protecting them or blessing them. Now, in 1 Timothy... It says, who is the blessed and only potentate. potentate. Potentate is a person who possesses great power as a sovereign monarch or ruler. So he's a, not only that he's blessed, but he's the only potentate. 
the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That's why he's called the potentate. He's the only potentate, a person who possessed great power as a sovereign monarch or ruler. Now, here's the thing. The enemy knows how merciful God is because he's, he has mercies daily, daily mercies on us. And the devil knows that God is a merciful God. But at the same time, there's no excuse in serving other gods. But the devil knows that God is going to continue to bless his people, whether they serve other gods or not, because they don't understand that their blessings are coming from the true king of kings, the true lord of lords. Because he is I am. So if you're praying to other gods, listen at me very carefully. If you're praying to other gods and you're being blessed and you're being highly favored according to you're believing in these other gods, but at the same time, it's God's mercy himself that's blessing you and giving you these things. But since you are blinded and the devil knows how merciful God is, then you're blinded into believing that the other gods are giving you or protecting you or looking out for you upon these things. But that is not true. It's a deception. And the enemy uses that because he knows without a shadow of doubt that God is a merciful God, but he hides it from you because you're serving other gods into believing that the other gods are blessing you, but in reality, or real time, so to speak, they're not blessing you. The other gods are not blessing you. There are gods that people serve, statues, images, and they're thinking that those images and statues are, are blessing them. But in essence, it's, you're being blessed by God's mercy because his mercy endures forever. So the enemy knows that, so he plays on that and have you to think that there are other gods, but they're not. If you listen at what, Timothy, what Paul was saying to Timothy, which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, potentate, the king of kings. He is the only great power. He's the only sovereign God. The king of kings and lord of lords. Now, I want to also read in Revelation the 17th chapter, the 14th verse. The reason why I use so much of scripture because this applies to my ministry, words of deliverance. And without God's word, there's no deliverance. So I'm, I'm here to convey God's word that you may become delivered from certain aspects of your life, unwanted situations, things that come upon you, or sicknesses and diseases or whatever. God is potentate. He's the great power. He's the sovereign power. 
He's the ruler. Amen. Revelation 17, 14. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and kings of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. They that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Now, I'd like to read in the King James Version as well as the uh, Amplified just to bring out more revelation knowledge on what the Bible is saying. Revelation 17. Starting at the 14th verse. And it reads, They will wage war against the Lamb, Christ, the Anointed One, and the Anointed. And the Lamb will triumph and conquer them because He is. Listen to what I'm saying. He is. I am. Lord of Lord, Lords and King of Kings. And those who are with Him and on His side are the called and chosen elect and faithful. They will wage war against the Lamb, Christ. And the Lamb will triumph and conquer them because He is. I am. Lord of lords and King of kings. Those who are with him and on his side are the call and chosen, elect, and faithful. In other words, you've been called or you've been drafted. You have been chosen to be on his side. Thank God that he called me, he chose me, and he drafted me because I can be lost in this world. We all can be lost in this world if you're not chosen or called, or part of the elect and the faithful, then there is a problem that you need to fix in order to become part of the call and the chosen. And you have an open door to be a part of his lordship because he is, I am, Lord of lords and king of kings. Revelation 19, the 16th verse. Revelation 19, 16. And it reads, And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh, thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And he, and on his robe, and on his thigh, he has a name, and amplified, inscribed, King of kings and Lord of lords. Now, he's the only one that can say that because it's true. He's not an imitation. He's not mimicking anybody else because he is God. He is I am. 
That's why he can put that on himself because that's who he is. I am. The king is a male sovereign or monarch, a man who holds his life tenure, and usually by hereditary right, the chief authority over a country and people. The Lord, the Lord is a person who has authority, control, or power over others, a master chief or ruler. The reason why he's the Lord of the Lord because he's the master chief. He's the ruler. He's all-knowing. He's omnipresent. He's in one place, in every place, at the same time. That's why he is I am. He is I am. The sovereign, the potentate, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we're going to be talking about that next week, about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're going to get into that next week. I just wanted to just throw that out there. And I want to enlighten you on Abraham, which was the father of the nations, the son, which was Isaac, that was being attempted to be sacrificed as a metaphor of Jesus Christ the Lamb of God, to be sacrificed for our sins. And Jacob is the one that birthed from his loins the 12 tribes of Israel. And I'm going to get into that about Jacob, about Abraham, about Isaac. Jacob is, in essence, if you want to look at the day of Pentecost, when people were speaking in multiple languages and Peter was on the housetop, I'm just giving you a sermonette on what's going to be looking forward to next week. So you tie in Jacob with the 12 tribes of Israel and Peter on the housetop when God told him to eat and he said, not so, Lord. It wasn't about the food, it was about the souls, which were Gentiles that are added to the fold also. There's no more Jew and Gentile. It's, 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 it's God's people. Everybody can come in and be a part of the call or chosen, the elect. Amen. So we're going to talk about that next week. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in, in the day of Pentecost. We're going to tie all of that together and ask God to give us revelations on these three things. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're going to tie these together and we're going to bless your hearts and mind with the revelation knowledge that God has given me for these two situations in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, which coincide with what God's purpose is. Back to this message, Deuteronomy, the 10th chapter, 17 through 18. For the Lord, your God, is God of gods and Lord of lords, a great God, a mighty in a terrible which regardeth not persons, nor taketh reward. 
He doeth execute the judgment of the fatherless and widows, and loveth the stranger, and giving him food and raiment. Now, you listen to what I'm saying. He called him a stranger, and giving him food and raiment. Now, listen at this. You're serving other gods, right? So you're considered a stranger. But yet, God is giving you food and remedy. God is still looking out for you. Even though you are a stranger to God. Why? Why are you a stranger? Because you're not part of the call. You're not the chosen. You're not the elect at this time. But you can be because God is still blessing you. He's giving him food and remedy. He loveth the stranger. See, if you go to Ezekiel, when God says through Ezekiel that all souls are mine, the souls of the fathers, souls, and, and, and then he went down to say that the soul that sinned shall die. So what is he saying? He's saying he's giving you an open door to repent and be a part of the foe or be a part of his his. Gathering to be a part of the chosen, be a part of the elect, be a part of his kingship. Listen, he even gave Jezebel space to repent. Now, how merciful is God? There's no measure in his mercy. That's why the devil knows that, and you begin to serve other gods. Now, your God can be materials, your God can be just some made-up person that had, that you had an image in your head, or it can be a statue. It can just any, any other gods besides God. Put it that way. So God is so merciful, and I'm going to stress this: the enemy knows that. That's why he plays on your intelligence, and if you don't know that see that he's playing on your intelligence then you're forever lost. Because why? There's no excuse. Why there's no excuse? Because God's word is there. All you have to do is pick it up, read it, get to know who he is, and also learn how the devil is with his tactics and tricks and trickeries and fiery dots or even negative thoughts that's running through your mind. But if you don't have God's word, how can you fight? How can you fight against the enemy without God's word? Because why? He is, I am. Deuteronomy 10, 17, 18. I want to read that in the Amplified. We thank God for his word because he is, I am. And we must remember that. He is, I am. I mean, I like that. It's power. And just saying those four words. He is, I am. That's enough said. Anything else doesn't matter. Why? Because he is I am. If you're going through a situation, he is I am. If the devil is attacking you with diseases and sicknesses, he is I am. Somebody ought to magnify God right now because he is I am. Deuteronomy, the 10th chapter. I can feel the anointing taking place right now as I speak. 
because he is I am. And we must know and believe that. Lord your God is the God of gods, and the Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, the awesome God who does not show partially nor take a bribe. He doesn't have to take a bribe. But see, here's the thing. The devil tries to bribe you, though. When he had Jesus, when Jesus was fasted 40 days, he, he was hungry, and the devil came in, the tempter, tried to tempt him or bribe him to bow down to him. And when he offered certain things to him, or if you consider the man of God and you're hungry, why don't you turn these stones into bread? And every time I talk about that situation, this word, this word always comes to me. You do not have to prove anything to the devil. All you have to do is know who you are because the devil don't care who you are, but you need to know who you are in Christ. So, command these stones and make bread. Or, not only that, I can give you all the kingdoms of the world. It's a bribe. If you just bow down and worship me. Now, do that make sense? No, it doesn't. You know why it doesn't make sense? Because the kingdoms of the world is already crisis. Or he is, because the Bible says, the earth of the Lord, and they that dwell therein. So, if the earth is already his, and and the things that are that's in the world, and they that dwell therein, then how can you give me something that I already have? Just like the thief coming to your house. He took all your TVs. He took your, your modems. He got your stereo equipment. He just stole everything, right? This same thief come back to your house, knock on the door, and offer to sell those items back to you which you already own. So, how can you Buy something that you already own from somebody that stole it from you. See, that's why the Bible says this, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus said, I come that you might have life. And that you might have it more prolifically, which is in abundance. Uh, 17, for the Lord your God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords. The great, mighty, the awesome God who does not show partially nor take a bribe. He executes justice for the orphan, for the orphans, orphan and the widow, which is the fatherless, and shows his love for the stranger, resident alien, foreigners, by giving him food and clothing. Therefore, 19th verse, show your love for those, for the stranger. For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. 
you was a stranger once before. So show your love to the strangers. We're going to get into the strange part, the stranger part in this latter part of this uh, teaching. But Deuteronomy 10, 17, hope you guys write these scriptures down for the Lord. Your God is God of gods and Lord of lords. Remember that. He's the God of gods. Of, he's the God. God is God of gods and lords. Lord of lords. Exodus 3.14 And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am have sent me unto you. Moses needed a name. God, what is your name? My name is I am. That's my name. And tell my people, Israel, I am have sent you, or I am have sent me unto you. Because why? He is I am. Powerful. Powerful four words that you can ever apply or adjust to your life to know that he is I am. Amen. Matthew 24 and 5. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Some people are praying other gods, like I said, and some say that they are God, but in reality, Jesus Christ is the true God that blesses, and the ones that are praying to other gods or say that they are gods thinks that the good the thinks that God thinks that the God they're praying to are bringing the blessings like I've said uh, in the first part of the uh, message so the devil have you deceived in thinking there are other gods because he knows that God is so merciful and he's the one that takes care of all humanity the devil plays on this because he doesn't fight fair and have you to believe in false gods in the process. See, he have you to believe in the false gods in the process because he know God is a merciful God. He takes care of all of humanity. Why? Because he created humanity. He created everybody that's walking on this earth. If it wasn't for God, you wouldn't be here. But you have a freedom of choice. God gave us that. We are free agents. But at the same time, we have to be careful in our free agency. So the devil have you to believe that there are other gods. And he knows he even know because the demons tremble. So if the demons tremble, what makes you think that the devil don't know who God is? The devil know who God is. He knows who God is. He was there. He was there in heaven. But he got lifted up. I don't know where that pride come from, but he got lifted up in it. And he considered himself as the equal to God. So he decided he wanted to cause violence 
in him. They have been serving violence, yes, like the Bible says, but the Bible took him by force. And guess what happened? The devil and his angels, which are being converted to demons, was cast out of heaven. Now, here's God's greatness, Deuteronomy 3rd chapter 20 through 24. Until the Lord hath given rest unto your brethren as well as unto you, and until they also possess the land which the Lord your God hath given them beyond Jordan. And then shall ye return every man unto his possession which I have given you. And I command Joshua at that time, saying, Thine eyes have seen all that the Lord your God have done unto these two kings. So shall the Lord do unto all the kingdoms, whether there thou passest. Ye shall not fear them. Ye shall not fear them. Ye shall not fear them. For the Lord your God, he shall fight for you. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. And I besought the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord God, O, o Lord God, thou hast begun to show thyself, show thy servant thy greatness, and thy mighty hand, for what God is there in heaven or in earth that can do according to thy works and according to thy might. Listen at that 24th verse. O Lord God, thou hast begun to show thy servant thy greatness, the potentate, and thy mighty hand for what God is there for what God is there in heaven or in earth that can do according to thy works and according to thy might. So he's just showing his, his greatness. Who will not serve a God that's full of greatness and grace and mercy? Psalm 77, 13. Thy way, O God, is the sanctuary who is so great and God is our God. Let me read that again. Thy way, O God, is the sanctuary. Who is so great a God is our God? That's the question. Who is so great a God is our God? No other God. Thou art the God that doeth wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. Thou hast with thine arm redeemed thy people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph, Selah. That's Psalm 77, 13 verse. Amen. So, I would like to read Psalm 77. Psalm 77, 13. Your way, O God, is holy, far from sin and guilt. What God is great like our God? You are the awesome God who works powerful wonders. You have demonstrated your power among the people. You have with your great arm redeemed your people the sons of Jacob and Joseph, Selah. 
So, he is, I am, because he is in every place. He is omnipresent. He is the only true God. And I am is on the inside of me. So, he is I am on the inside of me. So, whenever I'm going through something, the Word of God is going to bring certain things to my remembrance and help me to understand, to have faith in God and believe in His Word, so shall I be established. And if I believe in His prophets, so shall I prosper. Amen. Thank God for His Word. Thank God for His Word. Psalm 77, 13. Thy way, O God, is the sanctuary is the sanctuary, is the sanctuary who is so great a God is our God. None. Remember that. Because he's a merciful God. And we need to realize that. Thank God for his word. I'm not going to be here before you long. First uh, Peter 1, 16-21 in, in the King James Version. Because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy. And if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons, judges according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold. In other words, you can't make those your gods. From your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. It's been handed down. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him to believe in God that raised him up from the dead, and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. That it might be in God, not God's, but in God. In, in the He is, I am. Bless God and thank Him for His word and His peace. Because of certain situations that we're going through right now today, in, the, in just our life, in our personal life, or in the worlds that's going on, we thank God for a peace of mind. Because he's the only one can rectify those problems. He's the only one can get rid of those situations. Psalms 98 and 7, let the sea roar and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together. Before the Lord, for he cometh to judge the earth. With righteousness shall he judge the world. And the people with equity. Equity is the quality of being fair and just. So he's a just God. 
when he said before the Lord, for he comes to judge the world with righteousness, shall he judge the world and the people with equity, with being fair and just. A just God. Psalms 99, 4 and 6, 4 through 6. The king's strength also love judgment. Thou doth establish equity, fairness. Thou execute judgment and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt ye the Lord our God and worship at, worship at his footstool. For he is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests and Samuel among them that call upon his name. They called upon the Lord and he answered them. Just call. See, it's the scripture that says, call and then pray. In other words, call is to get his attention and prayer is to give God an opportunity to answer. So they called upon the Lord and he answered them. When you call somebody, you want their attention. If someone called me by name and I'm walking down the street and I hear my name being called, what do I do? I turn around and look and see who was, was calling me. And then that person may just want to speak with me or that person may need some help or that person just need, may need some, some motivation into God's word. So call. Get God's attention. Get his attention. And then pray. Like the Bible says. And that is the equity. Of God. Of being a just God. John 5.26. Through 30. For as the father had life in himself. So hath he given the son. To have life in himself. And have given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice. And shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. I can of my own self do nothing as I hear. I judge and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will but the will of the Father which have sent me. And that's justice. That's righteousness. So when the people in the graves hear his voice now that's a powerful God. That's why he is I am. And not only that he is I am, he is the king of kings and the lord of lords. So he is I am. So when you hear his voice, you're hearing I am. And they got up from the grave. Why? Because the I am spoke to them. And the people that were in their graves heard his voice. 
heard his voice. Job 38, 36, 41. We might have to continue this. Uh, Psalms 121, 1 through 7. And then <clears throat> that is the uh, providence, the foreseen care and guidance of God, a manifestation of divine care, direction, or resources. God is our resource. He's not only that he's our resource, he directs us. Not only that he directs us, he protects us because the Bible says in Psalms 23 and 1, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Amen. But Job 38, 36 through 41, Psalms 121, 1 through 7, and we're going to talk about the food also. So I'm going to uh, pause here because we have a lot of more information to go on. Psalms 104.10 and 1 Chronicles 29. We thank God for his word. We thank God for him just being who he is. I am. Thank you for revelation knowledge. Thank you for knowing that we know that you are God and we don't have to serve other gods. Things may look good, and they may smell good, but they're not God. You are the only sweet-smelling Savior. And we thank you for that, and we magnify you, and we give your name the praise, and the glory, and the honor forever. Amen. Thank God for his word, and let it be peace and tranquility in your life. Thank you.